What is up, people? This is the Shark Attack. I am Sean Williams. I am back. First and foremost, to get a little serious here, to those that sent the nice comments for when I said why I was, why I was, well, kind of AWOL and having trouble getting this thing on due to my problems with anxiety and depression that I deal with. To those of you that said that, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate that. And, and really, that's all I can say. I mean, there are really no words I can say to thank you guys enough for that. So, that being said, a couple of changes that are going to be taking place with this show from now on. That, well, one thing is each segment is going to have, it's going to be one certain moment that for each segment and in between you'll have me talking about my own two cents on other stuff in wrestling and also shark fiction and from the mouth of the shark has well kind of merged i guess you could say because from now on on my facebook group what i do on for shark fiction will be titled from the mouth of the shark and i'll be writing that down on on my facebook group titled the shark attack so you can find my stuff on there. And recently I did my... I did uh, From the Mouth of the Shark talking about evolution. Which I thought, you know what? Those ladies earned it, and it truly was a remarkable show on their part. So, I think... I personally felt it met, it lived up to the hype. Now you want to talk about something that didn't li- live up to the hype at least in my opinion, or in this case, live up to the controversy, is Crown Jewel. That whole, that show to me was bad. It was exactly what I thought it was, a glorified house show. And, look, you know, I was was pissed off about that whole thing. And believe me, I did not like that Shane McMahon wins the World Cup, which, then again, that old tournament served no purpose whatsoever. It served about as much purpose as Greatest Royal Rumble did. I mean, yeah, Braun Strowman won that Royal Rumble, but for what? What did he get out of it? And yeah, I'll be talking more about what I think of what's going on with Braun Strowman later. But... Crown Jewel was just not a good show. It just wasn't. And I know I do things a little... Well, I know I kind of start things off a little differently. Or have certain segments start differently. But I'm just going to start with this one. This is the who writes this crap moment. Who's in charge over there? This is aggravating me now. What, I can't count on you people? I really hate to play the age card in this particular in this particular moment but that brothers of destruction versus dx match was bad and not just because of the fact that triple h got hurt and now 
it looks like his match with Batista at WrestleMania is now not going to happen. But just the poor communication, the botched spots, like Taker and Kane not taking the moonsault from HBK very well and HBK busting him busting his mouth open. But also Kane's mask came off. It it really looked I mean say this about Shawn Michaels. He's still in phenomenal shape even at his age. I'm not taking anything away from him about that. Triple H is probably in the best shape out of all four of those guys. But this was just a train wreck. I mean, this is a match that nobody really asked for. And this is probably also a match that really we should not have gotten. I mean, and I know my friend Brian Brian Waters said that this was catered to one audience. To one audience. Maybe so, but but I I just can't help but wonder, is this audience so just starved for nostalgia that they will just take a glorified nostalgia house show? Well, they're paying for it. It's their thing, but at a protest, I chose not to watch that show. Frankly, I'm glad I didn't. But... In all seriousness, Triple H wouldn't have gotten injured if you didn't have that match, which clearly the chemistry just seemed off. And the fact that you had to have him with one arm basically carry that match, that doesn't spell well for you. So that, that people, is my who writes this crap moment. And people, as we go into the next segment, this is one that I've been wanting to talk about for quite a while. And I know I said that I would have kind of in-between stuff, but this one kind of deserved its own segment. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the feeding frenzy moment of the night. You're going to need a bigger boat. You know, I've had a long time to during the little hiatus, that you want, however you want to call it, regarding Roman Reigns and that whole situation. In all honesty, as much as I may have criticized the fact that he had been pushed to the moon, you you never want to wish something like that on anybody. And the fact that he's battled this for 11 years, I don't envy what he's had to go through. I don't envy that while he's still young, he still hasn't hit his prime yet and still trying to become the best. The fact that he's had to relinquish the belt because because it's now resurfaced and he has to battle it once again. First off, I liked the fact that the crowd didn't boo Roman Reigns. In fact, I think that when they were chanting, Thank you, Roman... That was as good as it gets. I mean, they're not going to boo, a, or they're not going to cheer the fact that a guy is having to walk away to battle leukemia. But, <clears throat> I will say this for Roman Reigns 
and I can't believe I'm saying this considering my criticisms in that when he does come back because I refuse to say if when he comes back I hope he reclaims the yard and I'm hoping that by the t- when he does come back that now that they've seen the real person not the character that or not the character that he portrays that the crowd now knows knows the guy they're supposed that the guy they're cheer that WWE expects them to cheer for but now they'll have a reason to do so but also the respect that he was getting from the locker room afterwards after making that announcement was well deserved and you know as much as Ambrose may have been when him and Rollins joined Roman at the at the top of the ramp and hugged him and did the fist the fist bump one more time Ambrose may have been holding it in together but you could just see Rollins was just full of emotion I mean and I don't blame him I mean it was it was an emotional moment you never want to see a guy walk away like that but I have no doubt in my mind that he will be back. And when he does, the big dog will reclaim the yard. And that is the feeding frenzy of the night. Shout out to my friend Brian H. Waters. Make sure you check out his show, Break It Down with Brian H. And of course, check him and Dwayne Allen out on the Wrestling Realm on YouTube. Also on Podbean and SoundCloud. and believe on Spotify and as well as iTunes. Uh, Brian wrote an article regarding Braun Strowman and him not being the Universal Champion and suggesting that maybe it's not that bad of an idea after all. You know, I I don't know whether it was so much that I was pissed that Braun Strowman didn't win it, or if it was the fact that that Brock Lesnar a part-timer who basically shows up when he feels like it has is universal champion again. And you know, I got to say this for WWE. If this if you're going to have AJ Styles and Brock Lesnar take place at at Survivor Series again, you want to prove to us that this time it's going to be different. Here's one way you could do it as a start. Let AJ win. Yeah. And I know there are some. I've heard some people say that. How can a guy like AJ beat a guy like Brock? Hey, everybody thought that AJ was going to get slaughtered against Brock, and guess what? He probably gave Brock one of the best matches that he's ever had. Definitely one of the best matches many of us have seen involving Brock Lesnar. But the fact is, is that if you're trying to solidify AJ as the class of the class of or type of world champion that he is, you need to have him beat Brock. Because so far, AJ is not dropping that belt. And if you're wanting to him to look like a strong champion into WrestleMania or whenever you're going to have him drop the belt at some point, have him beat Brock. AJ has more to lose in ha- in losing to Brock Lesnar than Brock Lesnar has in losing to AJ. In fact, Brock doesn't have a damn thing to lose and nothing to gain from it. He beats AJ, so what? 
There's more to be gained in AJ beating Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. Now, that, I know I kind of got sideswiped on topics right there, but regarding uh, Brian's article about Strowman, and I've heard Eric Bischoff talk about it on 83 Weeks also and saying that big guys are hard to get sympathy for because you can't have them play dirty, like you can't have them cheat, but also... Um, you hardly ever see them in a situation where they're having to overcome something. Big guys are never the underdog. I mean, and Brian made another good point. Big Show was a four-time world champion in WWE, and you know what? You're just, they're limited. They're limited in who they can compete against. So I thought those points were actually valid. So... Thank you to Brian for that article. But I will say that, you know, and I was already ripping onto uh, on the crown jewel and what I thought of it. And I got more that I want to say about it. So, people, this is the mic drop moment of the night. Let the battle commence! Now, this mic drop is not so much about crown jewel, but... You had Hulk Hogan make one appearance as the quote-unquote host for Crown Jewel. And then later, he goes on and says something completely stupid on Twitter, saying that he needs to lose weight, he needs to get under 300 pounds, he doesn't want to look like he could beat up everybody on the roster. And said that, uh, said after Rusev said that, that you should face me at WrestleMania because it just happens to be on Rusev Day. And and Hulk Hogan not only responds saying, you're just like any other giant that I've taken on, and even adds that he, when he beats him, he'll have, a new, who, he'll have a new manager and even went hashtag Crusher Mania, well, at, presuming that he would take Lana from Rusev. Seriously, Hogan, that's what you do? This is your first appearance back after WWE finally reinstated you, and you go and say something completely stupid like this? All due respect, what are you thinking? And I can guarantee you, while not everybody is chanting for one more match from you, now, look, you made your appearance, but you need to remember, you're still on shaky ground because half of that roster, after your remarks from back then, some of them are still not quite so forgiving. And presuming that you would steal a guy's wife, that's not going to help you. So, all due, all due respect, Hogan, you need to just watch yourself in what you say, because WWE may be, may be giving you a second chance. I don't know if they would give you a third chance. And that's my mic drop of the night. You know, not everything was bad from wrestling this week. I liked Nikki Cross being called up and rejoining Sanity. 
And that girl really just plays the bat-out-of-hell crazy character too well. I also think WWE has given up on trying to get any heat for Becky Lynch. I guess they figured, you know what, the crowd's going to cheer for her no matter what we do, so just screw it. I really don't think they're even trying to get her hated on. And I guarantee you, heading into the match with her and Ronda at Survivor Series, I think you're still going to have more people cheering for Becky more than Ronda. I just do. But, and I'll say this about Nikki Cross being called up. I was pretty adamant in saying that I I think they need to hold off on any more call-ups. But I'm curious to see where this goes. Sanity hasn't really made much of an impact since getting called up to the main roster, and I'm hoping something comes out of it. Hell, have them take on the bar. But we'll see, we'll see what happens. And, of course, I mean, I, I'm happy about the reports I'm reading about Drew McIntyre that apparently WWE has big plans for him. The guy just radiates talent and world champion. He is a much different he's a much different guy than he was his first run in WWE. He's he knows how to talk, he knows how to work in the ring and I can't wait to see the day where he ends up with a tie, with a universal or the world title on on his shoulder or waist. And, you know, and last but not least that I wanted to talk about, you know, they're, of course, with WWE basically hitting the reset button on certain things, Dean Ambrose's heel turn, which, honestly, I don't think you could have asked, could have picked a better time to do it than on the night when Roman had to walk away and you had him and Rollins win the tag team titles only for Ambrose to just demolish him afterwards. And from what I'm seeing, it's working. They hate Ambrose, but they love Rollins. And this time you're having Rollins as the face, and I think this may be the thing that kind of ignites a new fire in Seth Rollins, who has kind of just been hovering around since WrestleMania when he took on Triple H. And... And instead of, and while from a heel turn to a face turn, maybe we, maybe there is something to be seen with this face turn for Elias. I mean, let's face it, the guitar gimmick was getting over, and he would, he knows how to get heat. We know that they can always go back to it, but the people are into him. They like, they like to, well, so to speak, walk with Elias. So, I'm still hoping that at some point we get at least an intercontinental title run out of the guy. But, but um, we'll see what happens. I mean, like I said, overall this is uncharted. This is uncharted waters for WWE right now. They're in a tricky situation right now, and it'll be interesting to see where they go. Anyway, people, I'm gonna wrap this up tonight. I just wanted to make sure that I got a show in for you guys. Definitely back be back at full strength uh, next next episode and definitely going to have this thing going on more regularly. I want to thank you guys for listening. 
This has been The Shark Attack. I am Sean Williams, and I am out of here. He was born perfect. And just like the great white shark, this guy has never had to.